All right, guys, one, two, three, here we go. Can I get a little motivation, a little energy? I want you to be excited with me. This is Juan Santos over to Counselor's Journey, and we are going to dive into another episode all about teaching you, mental health professionals, how to A, start, B, grow, C, scale a six-figure counseling private practice without, without feeling overwhelmed. Let's do it. Let's dive into the episode. How is everyone doing? So we are on part four, part four of the creating your course, right? creating your online course. And part four is all about marketing. Mm. You know, marketing, I think, is one of those hot topics. I think it's one of the topics that for clinicians in private practice, you know, you're, you're, you're just Googling and searching, marketing this, marketing that. How do I market this? How can I get better at marketing? What are marketing ways? Unless, unless that just happened to me and to whenever I'm engaging in consulting. I think 99% of the individuals that reach out for consulting, it's always regarding marketing. Um, and I'll share with you, I think, it, I think it's great. I think connect, marketing connects to conversion, right? And conversion is a hot word because that could, that could connect to you know, your revenue going up. One thing I want to urge you, not connected to what we're doing here, but just more marketing, is ensure that your business operations, your logistics, your systems are in order. You know, a great example of this is let's say you're you're only focusing on marketing, right? And shit's going well. Phone's ringing. People come into your office and then they come in and you are behind schedule. You don't have paperwork on there for them to complete. Um, something's going on with your system so they can't get online and complete forms. Your printer's out of commission, right? That's part of the experience, my friends. That's part of the experience. So they may have had this really awesome experience where they saw you on Google and they read this really awesome blog that had really rich SEO, search engine optimization. So they're like, damn, I want to work with this person. I want to work with this counselor. I'm ready. And they see your website. It looks good. looks clean. They see your image is professional. They're like, I am ready. Right? Like SpongeBob. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> That's how you know I'm a parent because I'm over here quoting SpongeBob. Now, if you're a parent, hopefully you relate to me. Don't leave me alone in this, this wagon of SpongeBob. I'm a rep SpongeBob, though, outside of being a parent. I like SpongeBob. Now, this, this client gets to your office and they see that your systems are out of order. So now they've got two experiences, my friends. They got an experience where, yes, your marketing was on point. But then when they get there, your systems are not on point. So that's where, you know, I'm giving you some free consulting here. When you're building your business, ensure that all of your systems are clean and they're in order. And if you're a little bit lost with that, here's a very simple way to look at your systems. Imagine you are your client. Walk yourself all the way from the point that you find your practice to the point that you leave your practice. What does that look like? That's going to give you the answer to know if your systems are in order. Another way to do it is reach out to your current clients and ask them questions connected to your systems. Was it easy to find us? Do you feel comfortable when you're in the office? What was the process like for you for, to complete your paperwork? If you just out of curiosity, do you feel that we respond to your, to your phone calls on time or your emails? Questions like that go a long way. They let you know feedback, honest feedback. All right, so getting into marketing for your online course. My friends, you're in part four. I mean, you made it through part one, part two, part three, numero cuatro. 
I do speak Spanish as my first language. Número cuatro. So, vamos a... No, let me not... What if I just jumped into Spanish? You'd be like, man, what are you doing? <laughs> let's, let's, let's stick to the, 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 the language that we are uh, connecting on, English. All right, so these marketing strategies I'm going to share with you, they are in no particular order. They're just marketing strategies that work more as a funnel. All right, so let's, let's work on our marketing lingo so we're on the same page. You've got your teachable course that you created, right? We went through all the stages of the creation. And now that you've, you have your teachable course, I want you to, if you can, get a sheet of paper. Imagine that your teachable course is at the bottom of a sheet, sheet of paper. And that's where that you have like this, this circle. And the circle inside of it says teachable course or my teachable course. And then you've got lines going up on that paper. And each of those lines has a circle that's blank. And those blanks are going to be your marketing approaches that funnel people into your course. A really simple example, super old school of this would be that I meet you, you know, we're, we're at a baseball game, you know, with, with my team, Boston Red Sox. And you tell me that you're a counselor. Give me a business card. We have a good conversation. I then go home, hanging out with some people, hanging out with friends. And then one of my friends all of a sudden starts talking about what, the, what they're going through. And then light bulb, I remember that you just told me during that baseball game that you work with struggling couples. So then I go, hey, you know, Bob, Bob's my friend. I said, Bob, you know what? I just ran into this guy and, you know, he looked like a straight shooter. <laughs> um, so here's his business card. You know, I, I, I encourage you to give him a call. So something just happened there, right? In that example, the end of the funnel, that's right, instead of being my course, would be your private practice. One of the lines to it was that business card that you gave out. You gave me the business card, and then I shared it with somebody, and it led all the way back to you, right? Pretty simple there. Now, with all these lines that we have, we want to make sure we plug something into them. And it is important that when you plug something into these little bubbles with the lines connected back to my teachable course, that it's structured, it's organized, it looks good. Equally important, there's space to adjust. That's one of the nuances. One of the things that sometimes I'll share with you, I get a little bit aggravated with when it comes to marketing. You know, you can have something created. Part of marketing means that you have to have an openness to openness to adjust it. You know, it's why like if you ever pay for someone to do Google ads for you, there's going to be ongoing optimization, ongoing work, ongoing tweaks. You know, no different than if you create a business card and you've got a picture of you and you're doing two thumbs up, right? cool counselor i'm ready <laughs> and in five years you know or, or like me you know um i think it was like five or six years some white hairs started to poke out my head and my beard grew right so that means that i need to go back to my business card which i did and take a new photo my office changed so i have to update that so that's where marketing is going to have this ongoing optimization ongoing adjustments and we do these ongoing adjustments to make sure that we are structured and organized in a manner that connects to that target client and then funneling individuals in so keep that in mind all right the first one that i want to share with you is create some kind of program that highlights uh, uh affiliation uh, in the general terms is that it's called affiliate marketing but what you can do is you can reach out to individuals in your community 
and you can share with them that you have this affiliate program. Now, the affiliate program could be any way that you structure it. I'll give you one common way that people structure it. They give a percentage of what the sale is. Teachable, which I like, already does this for you. So there's like a system in there where um, you can have that set up. So an example of this would be that you sell your course for $100. And then you shoot me an email. You say, Juan, what's going on, man? Hope things are well. Listen, I got this course. It's all about couples. I know you work with couples. Here's what I'm looking for. I'd love if you would share this course with anybody that you think would be a good fit for. You know, just so that you know what it's all about. Here's free access to it. You check it out. See if you feel good with it. Below is a link. That's the link that you're welcome to use. And anytime someone purchases a course, you get 10% of that purchase. Right? So you can use you can use that wording if you like. That there is how you start this affiliate program. And you could do it through Teachable, where it's all set up in there. Um, you could also organize it on your own. But what it does is it gives that incentive, right? And it spreads the, spreads the word in the community. More individuals know what you're doing that you're creating a course. And then over time, you've got like this really strong support system around you. And there's something to gain, right? Because for them, they're like, all right, that's, that's a side hustle for me. Now I have a, a second source of income or third or fourth. And, and I think that goes a long way because you're also supporting individuals and building their revenue. And it's not just you building your revenue. So that's one option there. And then every time that, you know, I sell a course that's yours to somebody, you know, I am funneling someone to your course. Uh, second one is videos. So getting on YouTube, creating a channel that connects to that specific course. Um, so if you have a course that is focused on, let's say, um, rebuilding after divorce, you could have a, a YouTube channel. Name it the same thing, rebuilding after divorce um, or whatever name you want that connects to that. And then on there, you're doing videos that highlight topics that you would cover in the course. You know, you're adding value, but you're also letting people get to know you. What that does is, is A, it lets people get to know you. It lets them see your style of teaching. It lets them see if it's a good fit for them. Um, it hits SEO, search engine optimization, which is going to rank you higher when people search for you for that um, content, such as, you know, how to get through a divorce. If someone's searching for that. They're likely to find you on Google, on YouTube, I'm sorry. And then that makes it easier for them to find you on the Teachable. What you can do with all of your videos when you create them is YouTube lets you have a whole description and everything that you could write in there. So then when you write information based on what your video is about, you can put a link. You know, if you enjoyed this video, please check out the, 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 the course that I created by clicking this link. So now you've got that as another bubble line down, funnels it right to your um, course. All right, so we got two so far, the YouTube video one and the affiliate one. The third one is a blog post, you know, so blogging. And that works in the same way as a YouTube one, except you're not doing videos, you are writing. So that's where, you know, you're writing content, you put nice images on there. You could even link the videos that you did on YouTube to those blog posts. And then when individuals find you in the same way they're searching, you know, Google, somebody hops on there, just got separated, what do I do now? Like Google's gonna say, here's what, people are writing about here's the videos they're creating about it and over time yours is going to rank well they're going to find you and then they'll be able to read it you put a link on there for the course and that's another line to your funnel to your course and the first two they work really well together because when you do videos you can make a video and then create that into a writing into a post you could also do a post and then link a video there so people can read and watch you 
The next one is using social media. So if you're on Facebook, you know, posting there. If you're on Instagram, posting there. Uh, Pinterest, wherever you're at, posting content that is relative and has to do with um, your your course that you're creating. And what you're doing in there is you're putting little nuggets. Um, there could be savvy ways to do that too in social media where you offer sales. It could be you know 10% off if you purchase a course in the next 24 hours. Teachable, which is really awesome. Again, um, um, I, I use them and I'm an, affiliate, I'm an affiliate for them. Um, so I want to share that with you so it's all transparent. You're able to create coupons. So then with those coupons, um, you're able to support individuals uh, with, uh, you know, Black Black uh, Friday. Is that what it's called? Black Friday sale? I'm, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought there. But you know what I'm talking about. You're not losing yours. You could do uh, what's called guest blogging. Right? Guest blogging is where you find other blogs have to do with what your course is about. So let's say you reach out to me, right? And you are creating that course for people, um, couple individuals that are divorced, looking to rebuild their life. And then you say, Juan, you know, on your private practice, Santos Counseling, I noticed that you got some blogs all about relationships. I'd love to write a piece for you. You know, you don't have to pay me anything. It's free. Um, all I ask is that you allow me to put a link in there to my course. Right. And then for me, often, this is a side note. So, you know, because it's, it's advantageous to both sides. You know, for me, it's advantageous because you're putting in content to my website. So that's ranking my SEO higher. For you, it's advantageous for the obvious reasons that you are now putting your information on a different site, which helps with linking, and then that's gonna boost your SEO as well. Makes it easier for people to find you. So now you've got line, that bubble, guest blogging, and that leads to the uh, funnel of more people on your course. The next one that works is just like guest blogging, is guest podcasts. So reaching out to a podcast that has to do with what you do, and then sharing the same thing that you wanted to do with them. I'd love to talk on your podcast about blank topic. And then from there, you've got a link. And again, same system. Um, the last one I'll share with you connects to re reviews and feedback. And we touched on this on the previous episode, part three. But I want to touch on it again. And this is where you can do two different avenues I'll share with you. There are more, but I'll share two for now. The first one is when students go through your course, ask them for reviews based on what they found helpful and needs to the course. You know, feedback on what could improve the course. This way you are using them as testimonials and that helps because if somebody goes to the course and they go oh here's a cool course all about um i don't know learning how to overcome uh, uh trauma maybe and you don't see any reviews sometimes for people that rose them the wrong way um, but if you're able to get reviews then they're able to go oh this person took it they shared some really nice things this person took it they share some really nice things so then that gives us a little more credibility as the buyer, you know, whoever's going to purchase it. And that also helps you from your end. It ranks you higher again with SEO, search engine optimization, and then it leads to a stronger course. The other one I wanted to share with you, this has to do with getting reviews and feedback, but more on a pro bono. What you can do with your course is you can grandfather people in for free or at a super low cost. So let's say that you reach out to, I don't know, 100 different people in your circle, and then you tell them, that you're looking for something specific you say hey um, i have this course and it's all about helping individuals uh, tame anxiety without using medication uh, which is a side note i've got a course for that and i would love if you are able to take the course i'd love to hear your feedback on it um i i, I would love to you know just kind of gather you know what you have to say regarding that course so if as long as they agree 
couple of things are going to happen. One is to get exposure to your course, which increases the likelihood that they are going to share it with others. Two, you get feedback. Feedback is so important, my friends. Feedback is what allows things to grow in effectiveness. You know, just like us as clinicians, we did supervision, right? Supervision is highly connected to feedback. You know, you work as a clinician, you go to your supervisor, you share what's going on, they give you feedback. So you're optimizing, you're improving as you go. So th those are the key areas I wanted to share with you there. Now remember again, when it comes to marketing, it's books upon books upon videos upon videos. There's so, so many avenues of marketing. I share these so we don't get overwhelmed. I share them because these are common ones and most of them are pretty straightforward and easy to use. Um, one that I didn't go into is paid ads. You could take that route. You know, you could hire a, a marketing specialist and be able to get them to make a Google ad for you or a Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, whatever social media avenue. And then what that does is it means that you are paying money to push your content, in this case, your course, to the very front of Google or wherever people are searching. And then from there, it increases the likelihood, not certainty, the likelihood that someone will see it and they will click it. And then that increases the likelihood, not certainty, that once they click it and see it, they're likely to purchase it. So it's a gamble. I always tell myself this. I share this with others. It's a gamble. It's a gamble, though, that comes with optimization. And that one is less of a blind gamble. So what I mean by that is, let's say that you decide to go the route of making a... Um, Facebook ad and when you do those you create basically like a target population that you wanted to stick out in front of so if I'm going to sell yoga pants when I make my Facebook ad it'll <clears throat> allow me to pick things like people that wear yoga um, athletes right interesting keywords like that so that whenever anyone gets on Facebook and they fit into that category it shows up in front of them this is a side note in case you didn't know why you always see random ads it's because people can go on there and really optimize them based off of interest. You can even put things like show this in front of people that have a, at least a high school education or at least a master's degree, right? I mean, it's super uh, detailed, but kind of scary too because it's like, whoa, what about privacy? Um, so this thing gets in front of you and this is ad. So it's a gamble because we don't know what's gonna happen. But then what takes place over time is that random people will click it, random people will stay in front of it and see it for a long period of time. That's data. The data tells you, as the one reviewing your marketing strategy, information. So once you get the data back in a couple of weeks, you're able to say, okay, I spent, I don't know, $50. And only you know, 90% of the people that actually clicked on it were males. 10% were females. Out of, the, out of the ones that clicked on it, they were between the age of 20 and 30. Um, and they were, they, most of them came from the interest of... Um, enjoying um, athletic things and then most of them only came from the the category of having at least a master's degree so now you have more information that's rich data right so we go back to like graduate school statistics here and then what you do is you optimize it again optimize it means that you make tweaks so you go back into your ad the current one that you have you can edit it or you can make a new one and the new one you make with the new information as an example 
Well, now I know that only 10% of females are, are um, clicked on it. So I'm just going to take that one completely out and fo solely focus in on males. And I noticed that males in this age category mostly clicked on it. So I'm only going to do that age category. And then you run that ad again as the new one. And then you wait a while and see what comes back. And each time something, com something comes back, more data comes back. And the more times that you keep doing that, you go from this macro, like you're casting a super wide net, not knowing who's going to click on it. And then the net gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And then you have this really solid, not certainty, but you have this solid idea of this is the target that I'm going to focus on. Because when I run this ad, this is the logistics, this is the information, statistical data that's coming back. As you can tell, I've nerd out when it, when it comes to uh, marketing and, and, and all of these details. I did. You know, when, when I got out of graduate school, I shared this with you before we finish up for today. Um, and that just made me sound like we're in a counseling session before we finish up for today. Um, <laughs> some, some of those things just stick with you, don't they? Whenever I was getting out, or even during graduate school, now it feels like a while ago, um, I, I would go on YouTube and watch like videos for hours and days on how to go into like Google and create ads, how to optimize them. Um, I would go and follow like some of the big people that would create these things, you know, your pioneers and read their books. I would do, uh, do the trainings. Um, and, and now I have a marketing team, but the reason that I knew I wanted to do those things is because I didn't have any money. So, so I couldn't, I couldn't go out and pay a whole bunch of money. Um, I also, I, I grew up from this background of you do it yourself, you work hard, and there's limitations to that because you want to work smart as well. But I wanted to, I wanted to know everything about my business to some degree before I hired someone else, so that whenever I brought them in, I give them space to have you know have their autonomy and 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 show their leadership and so forth. But I'm also not in a position where someone will take advantage, or um, or I'm not able to engage in dialogue in that area. You know, so if I hire someone to do my marketing for for ads. And they say, yeah, everything's looking great. You know, your conversions are strong. You know, I could say, well, great, thumbs up. But what I do is I go, well, let's go into the details. I want to see the data. I want to see the graphs. I want to see what's happening in there. So then we're able to have stronger conversations. Um, like like I, I like to believe like anything in life, you know, the more minds that you put into it, the more feedback that can grow from it. Um, so I share that with you. Just a fun little fact there. Uh, this wraps up, my friend, this wraps up part four of creating, creating and optimizing and growing your online course. As always, I hope this is helpful. I hope you're creating one. I hope you're using Teachable. Once more, I'm an affiliate with Teachable, so I do share that. So there's full transparency. Um, it does provide a um, kickback for me as far as uh, money's earned whenever you are able to register with them using the link in the show notes. And all of that I use to feed the podcast, you know, to be able to pay for the services that go into it. Um, the blogs connected to a counselor's journey and so forth. My friends, thank you for spending time with me. If you haven't done so already, I would love a favor. A podcast grows in one strong, solid way. Reviews. Just very black and white. I'd love those listening. Leave me a review. Let me know what you're enjoying about the podcast. That's the, I mean, it's just straight up. I'm just being really honest with you. That's exactly how the podcast grows. And I love for this podcast. My mission and vision is to see this podcast be one that is connecting all mental health professionals in private practice, you know, who are on their journey. I was on my journey and stuck at times waiting for that door to open, waiting for somebody to call. And there's certain, you know, certain parts of it really sucks. Certain parts of it are hard. You feel alone. You feel like you're struggling. 
Um, and, and I don't want anybody to go through that. My thought have all, has always been, if we understand this whole business component and how to build the revenue conversions, how to operate a successful business, we can show up effectively for our patients. And that's exactly you know what I'm trying to deliver here to, um, to you, for you. Thank you, friends. Enjoy the day, the evening, the morning, wherever you're at. I'm sending good vibes your way. Take care. As you head out today, guys, I want you to give yourself a big old hug, a big old high five, because listen, you're doing it. You're taking time out of your day to build your six-figure private practice. You are tapping into ambition. You're tapping into curiosity, and you're doing it here together. We're holding hands. We're walking on this journey, a private practice journey. Before you head off, do me a kindness. Leave me a review. Let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know which episode really stuck out to you. Which one made you go, yes, I need to start doing a little bit more of that. Or yes, I am doing that and I'm proud of myself for doing that. I am seeing amazing changes. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to growing together on our journey.